Hey, John, this is Nikki Lates. Um, I want to ask you, what happened last week? Holy hell. Well, we watched this movie called Love Me Deadly, which is about a chick who got her rocks off with dead dudes. And then we got into a side discussion about like dating girls in high school that also want to do dead dudes or Adam revealed where he hid the bodies. I think that's what happened. I'm not really sure. This would be a dark episode, folks. I'm a little <laughs> irritated. That's pre-show irritation. I don't know how it's going to go. We'll try to pick it up. We'll see what happens. We got into a side discussion before the show about an A-lister who used to be a movie star, started in the 80s, now does like extended cameos in movies, has a signature look, is not doing so great. But unfortunately, there's a personal conflict for the show because we happen to be promoting one of the movies is in right now. So that really kind of ties your tongue. It's a tongue twister, but in a bad way. It's almost like, yeah, can't really say anything. <laughs> Tune in next month, and then we'll be able to tell you what the hell we're talking about. Somebody actually asked me on Instagram, hey, did you see this movie yet? I'm like, yeah, I did. And that's all I said. Yes, I've seen it. And then like, he's like, oh. And I'm like, hey, why don't you review our uh, podcast, and then uh, I'll send you a copy of it. But didn't, you know, it was like poker face. You know what I'm saying, Nick? Like, didn't tell one way or the other. Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So. Okay. Now you guys can chime in without trying to reveal what we're talking about so it doesn't piss off the sponsor like Paramount Pictures. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. my gosh. I, I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to piss them off. Oh, Paramount, I, lo- I love you guys. You're, you're the best. Oh. So I was talking that whole time and nobody heard me. <laughs> you weren't we talking. Did. Introduced the show. We rolled into the show. Oh, okay. There'll be a theme song playing. Let's see. Yo, watching the binge watches podcast. Oh well, yeah, I do. <laughs> watches podcast. It's a thing. Um, tonight's movie is Excision, which is about an outcast teenager played by Anna Lynn McCord, and she's practicing surgical skills. And then she has these really dark fantasies about it. Uh, Dave, did you come up with any trivia for this movie or something about the filmmakers? Yeah, I actually listened to the commentary on the disc and. There's a lot of discussion of bodily fluids, a lot more than you'd ever expect from a commentary. Really? <laughs> yeah, a lot. Well, in fact, um, some of the more bodily fluid scenes in this movie, including the bloody uh, cunnilingus scene, if you will, and um, the herpes scene were like based on real events where I guess the director had really had se- gone had oral sex with the lady who was on her period and i guess another scene <laughs> was taken from real life where where yeah, um, from that or what do you mean well uh oh, herpes yeah. <laughs> so you're saying so you're saying he had a horrific sexual experience in real life and yes. wrote it into the screenplay yeah and on that and- note let's start the show herpes everybody <laughs> Stay tuned. herpes share it have fun, everyone. Herpes. <laughs> Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. And if you're just tuning in after the theme song plays, it's a happy, happy, bright show. It's a great Sunday night. Everything's going well. You don't got to worry about problems. You didn't hear anything about herpes. 
And now we're going to continue with the show. What's new in the home video headlines, Adam? What do you got for us? Well, uh, no herpes. Uh, but Not so there's, there's a Young Guns 3 movie uh, on the horizon, uh, which I'm nice. excited about. Are you guys excited about that? Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So Emilio Estevez seems to be like pretty pretty stoked about it. He's uh, He said uh, Billy the Kid is a fun character to play. There's a lot of uh, speculation about what happened uh, that night in 1881 in Fort Sumter. Uh, sorry, Fort Sumner, New Mexico. Did he die? Did he not? And so there's a lot of mythical, historical, and actually some factual things that we can examine if we're serious about going back to that franchise as well. So apparently he's given some clues about uh, what's going to be happening, uh, potentially where there is room historically to make a third film. Because, you know, I thought it was pretty well covered in Young Guns 1 and 2. Well, um, where would they go with it? I'm just What's asking, uh, where would they go with it? Because, I mean, I'm fascinated because we, we see the old guy in part two talking about the storyline. Okay, line. but, like, all right, creatively, I mean, if I was the writer, this is how I would play this out, is you, you center around the courtroom battle for him to when he was trying to prove that he was Billy the Kid. And in the telling of the stories in the courtroom, they say that people's memory is foggy. Like, they actually say that, like, eyewitness testimony is completely biased and very flawed. So you can have people that technically died in the other movies as like the flawed memories of some of the people testifying or things, maybe things didn't play out exactly as we've seen in the other two movies. Right. Okay. Yeah. Then, then they could bring everybody back. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if anybody's going to touch on this idea of like a legend is a legend and a person who is real is real. And there's always a blurred line in between the two. Right. Like if you read the history of like, the OK Corral and Wyatt Earp and what his brothers were doing and what they were doing, like literally the institution of a badge is what drew the line between them and the Cowboys. And there's a lot of nefarious things that even they did, but they're like, they're like, we try to tell these stories and put things in black and white terms. So they're more, you know, easy to, to, to like be receptive at dinner time or something. So you can sleep well at night. Right. Like good and bad. I mean, bad people can do good and good people can do bad, but we want to have these like, like epic arch archetypal understandings of, of people, right? Like um, supposedly like the real history is like Wyatt Earp and his people drew their guns on unarmed cowboys that were there. And then like the ones that were the, the cowboys that had been in trouble before, like went and grabbed their guns. Right. But mm -hmm. it's just like the thing where mm -hmm. the two, the two Texas Rangers that took out uh, Bonnie and Clyde, they, they ambushed, Bonnie and Clyde, right? Now, that, I know Bonnie and Clyde killed a bunch of people, right? And had, like, killed people while they were breaking out of prison. But it wasn't like, uh, you know, a showdown at high noon where it was, like, good versus evil and who's better, right? It was like, no, we snuck up on you and yeah. we executed you. So, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they, they walked into that, to that area or whatever knowing that the Cowboys were at a disadvantage because they had to end the conflict, right? Or thought they were going to end the conflict. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. but Sean Connery says that, right? Like, if and, and again, the guy who Sean Connery's based on probably didn't ever really say this. Probably was super prejudiced as a beat cop in 1930s Chicago or whatever. If this guy's even real, he might not even be a real person, just like an amalgam, right? <laughs> or he was like talking about like, oh, you know, if if they bring uh uh what was a knife to a gunfight or something? Like if they bring a if they bring a bat, you bring a knife. If they Bring a knife, you bring a gun, or what? You know what I mean? Like that whole speech. 
about yeah. what yeah. you bring to a fight. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, that seems to be systemically how, you know, lawmen operate is like, oh, these guys are really bad. So we got to be worse. We got to be worse to take care of the problem. We got to, like, so, you know, exploring that side. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent, but, you know, well, I mean, in those days, you could bring a gun to a courtroom. I guess so. Maybe maybe so, Billy you know, could shoot some people. This, the big third act lead up to all the shit that goes down at the courthouse. Yeah. But also, like, let's say, I, I mean, Emil Estevez, let's be realistic, he's in his 50s now. So I don't know what was it, 1880s? So it would be like 1910 or like 1905. That no, I mean, some of those guys lived into the 20s, 30s, and 40s. But that's my, that's my point. Like, the movie has to kind of take place in that time, I'm assuming. Or no? Well, turn of the century or whatever, like 1905. Yeah, like, or, like 1905. Like, is it Billy the Kid, like, living a life with the, like, wife and kids? Like, what do you do with that, with this movie? I don't know. You know, he's not some young teen anymore. Like, he's in... Like Emilio Estevez is in well, his 50s. So I mean, how, do you, can, how do you make that movie? Can, well, you just they can, layer the makeup. The thing where they rotoscope the younger versions of them into the movie. I, I guess so. Oh, jeez. But the I, new technology, just, what are they, I don't know what they call it, but you know, Marvel's used it, Disney uses it, Amazon yeah, uses it. The de aging process. Yeah. I'm just saying Which that. It still I'm, looks very artificial, by the way. It does not look real at, like, at all. Not at it all. It looks very animated. Like, I would actually love to see, like, I mean, I mean, the rest of us still looks well, the, young. I would love to see him at in like 1905, like kicking ass. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> young, young guns should be old guns. Like the yeah. third one should I be, yeah, yeah, should yeah, be yeah, old guns. Old, old guns, hell yeah! Like, let's do it. Let's embrace. And then it. if you you play up the myth angle, you bring up the guys back. Oh, they didn't really die. What you heard was a myth, and here's the true story. Yeah. And then you could span, yeah. you could span both movies and tell a completely different. Anyway, style. I, mean, I mean, bottom line, like I although every movie. character did die, though, like it's like every character. <laughs> no, but really no, but did they die. did. Like, Chavez Chavez did not die. Like he's the guy that that supposedly carved the name on the tombstone that has no body in it, by the way. Oh, so, the um, Lou Diamond Phillips, you mean? Yeah, his. Oh yeah. The real. I mean, well, he the real walked, bastard he, that he plays is supposed to have car- been the one that went to the empty grave they had for Billy the Kid because you know back in those days they used to put people yeah. on display and tore them around if they were famous. Like who that? It happened to uh, well Jesse James. They put him on tour for like 108 days or something. Oh my gosh, that's so, pretty gruesome. So they would have done it with Billy the Kid, but guess what? No body, right? So, so they have a tombstone, and then like somebody carved the the carving of the word "pals." That's real, like um, that really happened. And they they're one. I read one a couple things that said they thought it was Chavez's character, Chavez Chavez, who was a real notorious guy. Yeah. Um, no, he was. He was. Yeah. Yeah, in real life, he's a mean bastard. He did horrible things. So I don't. I don't know what is redeemable about him in real life, but. I, I just think they went down a list of who hung, Billy hung out with, and they didn't really know the guys, and then they just like put a little background into the story, you know, like. Um, well, but he's supposedly alive. He wasn't one of the guys that got killed. So, so we're saying Lou Diamond Phillips can come back. Can Keither Sutherland come back? I mean, he got uh, shot to yes, shit. Yes, Doc Sherlock did not die at that shootout in part two. Not in real life. Okay, what? But uh, Arkansas Dave Rudenberg. Did die. He went to Mexico right? and got his head chopped off. That's yeah, yeah. So, so Kristen Slater can't come back, right? I, this is like deja vu. Didn't we talk about this in our? We, we literally did. We literally <laughs> did. I'm just, trying to, I know. I'm just like oh, we're, we're bringing it back. Yeah, Christian Slater's twin brother can come back. I'll come oh, back. But, I'll come back. I'm Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh, two number two. 
what else is going on? What else is going on in the world of TV and movies? Well, you know, they're trying to. Okay, so Avengers Endgame got like the, the most box office in history. So James Cameron is going to put out Avatar again so he could reclaim the top spot. We have an opportunity. Oh, man. See, this in, is how the episode goes. Honor, wait, you know, listen oh, to me. No, no, in no, honor no, of the 20. Uh, you're, you killed it, John. In honor of the 20, 20th anniversary, Shrek will return to theaters on April 25th, 28th, and 29th. And to get plans to revitalize interest in the franchise. So we have an opportunity to put Shrek at the top of the list. We just have to go. You're killing me with your ambition to take over the show, Adam. Like, you kill me every week. You're the one who wants the notes to make plans and to get organized. We should just we should just write somebody says something. <laughs> no I was answer. having I was having fun here. with it. I I had two <laughs> sentences. I had I had two sentences and it's a problem. Okay. I didn't know where you were going. You started thinking. Yeah, about I know, Avatar. but you didn't give me a shot either. I know, but the so. danger is every movie we mention is like a whole discussion, and if we talk about Avatar, that's that's like a fight. Yeah, but I'm not talking about Avatar. I'm talking about box office. But yeah, I was doing something fun with it, and then you interrupted it like it was an issue. So. <laughs> uh. Dave's very, Dave's very silent tonight. Jump in any time, guys. Take o- take over. I mean, oh no! I mean, as far as I know, Avatar did win the box. Is the number one movie again? As you know, because okay. They were- so, but Shrek is coming out again. It's its twentieth anniversary. Yeah, and uh, you know, are you going to go see it in the movie theater, Nick? D- to be honest with you, I've never even seen any of them. <laughs> You've never <laughs> seen a Shrek movie. No, I know. I knew I was going to get a bunch of crap for this, and I knew you it. You are going to get crap for that, because the original Shrek is a great movie. I've seen portions, right? The first two uh, are solid. Shrek was I, the first DVD I ever bought. I bought a DVD player to watch Shrek. I, I know I will watch it within the next year because I have kids. So I know, <laughs> I, I know, like, I know it's coming, yeah. but, like, right now, yeah, I'm, not, the, I'm not stressing that. Yeah, Trust it's me, one of the few. It's one of the few supposedly for kids that yeah. it's actually entertaining. It has a good soundtrack. It has modern songs, and I, I hear it's amazing. I'm it's like fairy tale jokes, and it has Eddie Murphy as a donkey. Which, dude, it sounds whatever. amazing because I've watched Frozen about twenty times in the past week, and I'm freaking over it. So oh. I'm all about Shrek. Wait, Let me tell you're you. freaking over it. I am freaking You're so over. excited about Frozen, free- you can't wait to see it again? Well, you know what's coming? No, you know I am so over Frozen. Let me tell you. After they release it in theaters, there's a 4K coming. with It's 4K plus DVD plus Blu-ray plus digital. I'm, one I'm down. Give me, give me it all. I'll, I'll take so, the Shrek. Give me the Shrek. I'm, I'm all so back. So, Nick, Nick I, you have an opportunity to see Shrek in the movie theater. So, uh, oh, No, I would, actually. Dave already has his tickets. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, 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 to, and to be honest with you, I am actually excited to take my kids to a movie. Like, it, I have not seen a movie in a theater in a year, and I'm actually ready to go. And I want to take my kids to a movie. So if, if Shrek's out, hell yeah, I'll take them. I'm down. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm all about it. Bring it. Have, bring, are they ready? Have you sat him, Nick? Have you sat him down and told them? You shut the hell up in a movie theater. You understand? Uh, that that will be, well, I'll be going to the 10 a.m. kids there's no, show. There's yeah, no yeah. bathroom breaks. There's no bathroom breaks during this two-hour movie. You understand? Yeah. I'm not missing 
I'm not missing what happens to Shrek and the donkey in the second I half, though, you, right? If you, go, <laughs> if you go to the 9.30 or 10, 10 a.m. show, yeah, I mean, people accept that. It's fine. You know. Oh, hey, Dave. You've gone to like animated movies by yourself, right? During the no, day. Dave loves anime. He's all about it. Yeah. No, not anime. <laughs> not hated, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about anime. What I'm pointing out oh, is gosh. like, you know, the the young young middle aged man in the back of the theater during the mother, I... the mom, the mom and kid showing. You know, like <laughs> Dave, Dave, actually, you know what? Movie. I stopped after I hit a certain age. I'm like, you know what? I have a beard, and if I, I'm alone at a kid's movie, it just doesn't look right. You stopped <laughs> so I, at the matinees? Oh, no, dude. <laughs> so unless I'm with my wife, I don't go to kids' movies anymore. Uh, probably, uh, probably for the better. Yeah, I, I, would probably look, I would probably look at him and be like, this guy's really creepy. What the hell's going on? Yeah, Exactly. I'd be like, maybe I need to call security. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I get one for Finding Nemo? <laughs> that sounded legitimate. <laughs> hey Dave, you also buy the special cups? Like they, you know how like when they put out movies, they have like special cups. Oh, like the promotional cups? Yeah, yeah. I could. What about them now? <laughs> it just adds to the vibe of you sitting in the back of the theater with a uh. <laughs> bunch of families just sipping Mountain Dew through a little like you know. Shrek cup or something. <laughs> Lion King 3D cup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. With 3D glasses on, no less. That's pretty dangerous. Oh, man. Uh, John, you going to watch this thing in the theater? John? No. Did, wait, wait. Didn't mean. Didn't, <laughs> hey, John, didn't mean <laughs> Shrek 2. I was like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, I've seen Shrek like about 17 times at least. Well, no, I know, but oh, didn't wow. you and me see Shrek Two in the theaters? Hell yeah, together? we did. Yes, we did. Because we saw Donkey Dragons, and we we're like, "Holy shit!" Isn't there a Shrek <laughs> Three and Four? Or I, I don't even know. To be honest with you, I don't. There's well, Shrek Three is Shrek the Third, and then there's yeah. Shrek Forever After, and then there's <laughs> Puss in Boots uh, with spinoff stuff. But That's also, true. there's a Shrek Halloween, which falls in between the second and third movies. Which is Holy like a cow. That's way too and then much. I Shrek. think there's a Wish Me You of Very Merry Shrek Miss or something. Oh, I, well, it's is, not a Pixar, it's DreamWorks, but they were trying to do like a Pixar type short movie. You know. Is there a, a Shrek Jumps the Shark movie? I mean, I'm just. No, saying. not yet. <laughs> yeah, part yeah. part no. three is like that because part three messes with the time of the first one. So, Nick, you even yeah, have really either... messes up the Shrekiverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, you you either have to watch Frozen more times or all the Shrek sequels. Uh, I give you, and trust me, it's coming within the year. I'm not worried. It's gonna when it comes, it's gonna come up crazy. Trust yeah, me. I'm, I'm waiting for we got some other the time in this segment because we have other segments. So we got fast <laughs> enough. So we got this rumor uh, that Rob Zombie is gonna write and direct the monsters. Uh, like if you've seen the pl- classic sitcom, you know what that's all about. It's a spinoff at Adam's family. So uh, with Sherry Moon Zombie playing Lily, uh, you guys interested in watching that? or Who, Who's Lily, by the way? Forgive me. It's the mom. Uh, oh, my gosh. It, oh, Nick, the, you're losing a lot of points on this episode, bro. No, and I'm just like, oh, he just like, he always has to cast his wife. Like, why not do Christina Ricci? Like, everyone wants her to be the mom. I'm just saying. Oh. Well, no, that's 
Adam's family. You think you're thinking of the Adams family, although they are interchangeable. Oh shit! Oh shit! You're right. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> oh, no, I mean, dude. he just threw a wrench in uh, Rob Zombie's <laughs> plans here. <laughs> um, oh, so oh, I, I can see that, that though. Adam's fault. I totally he's it. Adam's family. They're they're both. Yeah. Oh shoot! I totally dropped the bomb. I'm sorry. I'd be down to watch this. Um, I, I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, Rob Zombie's not exactly known for comedy, but he certainly loves the monsters. I mean, he wrote a whole He's song a about Dracula. He's made a lot of family films. Halloween 1 and 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh technically, God. they were about family. I, I wonder how his style would work with comedy because, like, he's very, like, the, the actors just kind of, like, it almost seems like they're ab-living, and I'm like, it could work or it could like fall on its face. Well, here's the thing from, from what is it? Three from hell, whatever the last of the devil's rejects trilogy yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Half the cast of the monsters is coming out of that movie. So like oh, I was, I was yeah. really excited for this. Cause I had, I had read Rob Zombie in like an interview said like how much of a fan of the monsters he is. And it influenced like his personal style, like his personal, the way he dresses and also his music. And then, I mean, Dragula, he bought their car. And put it in his music video, right? So I'm yeah. pretty sure that's where he got the car from. And uh, I thought, okay, it's a fan, it's a professional fan who's gonna do it justice or something. But then when he immediately cast his wife as the lead, I was like, oh fuck, here we go. Well, Not he gonna- casts her in everything. I mean, yeah. uh, she and she's not a terrible actress, but it's also like just obvious. Well, she <laughs> like- also she really can't grow her range if she's just taking orders from her husband in every single movie. You know? you know, you know what? If yeah. if she like did like if she worked with like another director or did like five other movies a year, I I think I would respect her more. But it's always like I'm only doing Rob Zombie movies, right? But who are these studios that are just greenlighting him to go play around, like you know, for them to have a honeymoon every time they have a movie? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I That's think I think because like, he makes his movies cheap. I mean, most of his movies, um, yeah, are 31. independent. 31 was like uh crowdfunded, wasn't it? I th- uh, maybe I haven't seen that. I, I think it was. I think it was, yeah. But I mean, most of his movies are pretty low budget. I mean, um, with the exception of like the Halloween movies, uh, you know, he usually works with small budgets and makes his money back. So, yeah, yeah. Didn't they have to reshoot like half of the last one that he made, the last Halloween that he touched because like some guy exposed the film at the airport or something like that? Like a I haven't heard that. I didn't know yeah, that. They had to do reshoots. On you talking, one about, of you're talking about Halloween Part 2? Yeah, like Rob Zombie. It's funny, like, there's so many Halloween movies, you literally have to put Rob Zombie in front of the title so you can distinguish which I know, film you I know, know right? Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, on Rob Zombie's Halloween, I think they had to reshoot something. Huh, I hadn't heard of that. Because they ruined some of the film. That would or, suck. Like a or, film canister got opened or something. Yeah, yeah, I got exposed to light. He does shoot on film, though. Yeah, it'd be really funny if that was just a cover-up story because it sucked, and they're like, "Oh shit, we can't reshoot this. Oh, we can't afford to. Well, how do we force them to allow us to reshoot it? You know what? Let's have the canister have a problem. (laughs) You know, then we have no choice. We don't have a movie if we don't reshoot it. Mm. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's crazy. All the Oscar nominations are out, but I don't have the list in front of me. But I know. Oh, they are actually. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Yoon, who used to be on The Walking Dead, then got his face bashed in uh, with a baseball bat. He got nominated as like the first Asian American actor to be nominated for a lead. 
Um, obviously, movies like No Man Land, whatever. No man, say it, Dave. No Mad Land. Thank you. Um, <laughs> which got a Globe or was nominated. I don't remember how that that shaked out. We said it on the other episode. Look, clearly, I don't follow award shows anymore. There's no incentive for us to even talk about award shows anymore. And in this new world of new media and how things are structured, there's no. I don't think there's a reason to even. Actually, and this is a weird year, too, because it's like no one released them. I mean, this is not a year you can really compare to anything else, right? Like, this is not a year where you're like, it was even playing ground. I, I think a lot of the movies... You mean last were, year? Because this year just started. So, like... No, I mean, like, la- I mean last year. Like, I'm saying, like, whatever the Oscars are this year, or this... You know what I mean? Like, for this coming season, like, for last year, like, I just feel like... A lot of people like, oh, we're not going to release this movie. We'll re-release it later, right? I'm just, I'm just feeling like it. It didn't seem like a normal year for movies. No, because, it wasn't. I mean, you know. I mean, like, I, I, I really feel like a lot of people are like, you know, we, we will uh, release this next year and like six months from now. You know? Did you guys not get that vibe or no? I mean, this wasn't a normal year for anything. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. What I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, like the Oscars. It's just like, like, how do we really compare this to like last year or the year before, or like 1990 or right? 1970? Well, like most of the most of the movies released were like, or were you know, like Amazon Prime or um, exactly. Netflix. Yeah, like not even, not even just because of that's you know, like there's some things that were released in theaters, I guess, but like most of it's just streaming exclusives or Amazon and Netflix, which is. They're dominating now, it's which is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just a weird year for movies, and it's like we're in this transition where it's like, oh, the theater movie isn't the Oscar movie. It's actually the Netflix movie could be the Oscar movie. You know, and it, it's a weird transition. You know. Yeah. Hmm. Do you guys feel that or no? I feel that. I do. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Weird year. <laughs> good year, good year. Good okay, year. we'll be right back with more of our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my feelings. Give right my after feelings. these messages. All right, uh, we're excited to help promote sustainability with our new sponsor, Real Paper. We'd love to let you know about this product and share our experience about it. Let's take a look here. When we think about things like the importance of sustainability, I think about like uh, like fishing, fishing the oceans. So let's help our oceans out. We can reduce the waste. We can be more conscientious consumers. And it all comes down to, of all things, toilet paper. It's tree-free toilet paper. It's made from 100% bamboo. It's plastic-free, which means it has zero plastic packaging. Even the packaging tape is made from paper. You can get home delivery, so it's conveniently delivered to your doorstep, so you don't have to go fight your neighbor for toilet paper at the local grocery store or the Stop and Shop if you're in New England. Um, Or what? What do you got in California? Vons and Ralphs, you know, all the majors, Albertsons. You won't have to fight somebody for toilet paper. Uh, never run out of toilet paper again. You can choose how often you want it to get delivered. Every roll that you purchase actually helps fund clean toilets for those in need around the world. There's low income. I was thinking about this. I talked about tonight specifically that, like, we're going to have a pizza party after the episode and, and watch a movie. And I was like, you know what? Eat too much pizza. You're gonna need a clean toilet and a, uh, access to a clean shower. I'm like, imagine if you, well, number one, if you could even get pizza. Number two, would you have a clean toilet if you weren't feeling great after you ate like eight slices? You know, 
Who knows? But again, you can get this toilet paper delivered with free shipping. I'm bouncing back and forth because they wanted me to share a personal experience. I thought it's great. It's bamboo toilet paper. And after eating slices of pizza, you kind of need it. Um, I enjoy the free shipping. I'm going to give you guys a code. So if you use the code binge watchers, you can get 25% off your first subscription order at real paper. And I'm not that mature. I want to make a joke. I mean, it's toilet paper. I really want to make a joke, but I'm proud of this sponsor. Thanks for uh, tuning in to binge watchers and letting us give our, our listeners 20% off of, of real paper. Go to their website, realpaper.com. Use the code binge watchers for 25% off your prescription prescription prescribing toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're prescribing to you sustainable toilet paper. We get it now, realpaper.com, with our code BingeWatchers, 25% off. And now back to our show, already in progress. Actually, wait, I should probably tell you about Stereo. Um, so what do we love about our other sponsor, Stereo? Um, you can follow us at Stereo.com, forward slash Johnny Spoiler. Every time we hold back on the show, actually it was heated a little bit a while ago, and we could have really uh, expanded on that argument or we could go off and weigh the Munsters versus Adam's family if we really wanted to and maybe come up with our Dreamcast or it seems like we do have tangents and the best place to listen to tangents is after the show on the exclusive app Stereo. It's our after show. It's our watch party. In fact, we're going to do since St. Patrick's Day is around the corner. Um, Now I'm dating the show, but whatever. So it's a holiday coming up. So that's what we'll have our holiday parties. We'll do watch parties. We have a special relationship with this horror film called Leprechaun. We're going to do a, a cast rewatch with a fan commentary over on Stereo. Those are the exciting things you can join us for by going to Stereo.com forward slash Johnny Spoiler. Maybe we'll spoil a movie for you, or you can tune in and join us and tell us what you think about ridiculous horror movies about leprechauns called Leprechaun. So join us on Stereo.com. And now we're actually going to get back to this episode already in progress. And you can tell that now my notes are also seriously out of order. Um... <laughs> Let's see. So tonight's movie is Excision, which we actually haven't talked about yet in this thrilling episode. Let's go to our favorite bits from this movie called Excision. I thought Dave was going to name the filmmaker and his two other horror films that he made because this dude's got like a trilogy of horror films now. Not really a trilogy because I guess they're not related, but, you know, he's made a a few. Well, because uh, I couldn't get through one of them and I haven't had a chance to check out the second one, so I didn't figure... <laughs> they well, were worth mentioning right now. <laughs> I forget the dude's name, and I thought you were going to drop his name. So it was Rich, it's Richard Bates Jr. Okay, Richard Bates Jr. So this guy, Richie Bates Jr., made made Excision. Then he made uh, Southern Gothic, which sucks. It's about a ghost or a boy that can see ghosts, and he grows up and is that Matthew Gray Goobler guy from that Criminal Mind show. Looks nothing like sure, the sure. kid who's playing him in the flashbacks. And then it's all like a poor man's version <laughs> of Frighteners, but not as good. Then uh, wow. Tone Deaf has Robert Patrick, who you know from uh, Terminator and Hell a bunch yeah. of other Hell shit. Yeah. I don't know, but he's he's uh, pretty twisted. He's in that movie. That It reminds me of uh, Don't Breathe, which is another horror movie. Oh, yeah. But with oh, Stephen yeah. Lang. It reminds me of Stephen Lang's character. But hmm. what I want to say about Richie Bates is he gets better with each movie. So it's almost like he's learning. He gets to make real movies, but then he's learning with each horror film that he turns in. Um, Nick, you got some favorite bits from this movie, Excision? My my, oh, I got some feedback. Oh, I got some feedback, but um, my favorite bits are actually the uh, fact that like 
it's almost like a crybaby reunion <laughs> with Tracy Lords and John yeah. Waters. I was like, am I, am I like, am I the only one noticing like we're getting a crybaby reunion? I loved it. Um, yeah. And I actually, this was a really weird, interesting movie. Uh, I love that the, the uh, actress was like, actually she's like really beautiful, but she like played it down. But I, it was a fun movie. I, I I wasn't blown away by it, but I liked it. But I I love the Crybaby re- reunion. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> huh. Um. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Clearly, he loves John Waters and his movies. I do. I do. People. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. Uh, my favorite bits are a couple things. Um, of course, all the fantasy. I don't know if you call them fantasy or the dream sequences that are really twisted. And uh, maybe we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, but I also like any moment that she tries to act normal. She's trying to relate to the girl with the jump playing jump ropes. She's trying to like mm-hmm. trying to kind of date or make the moves on a guy, but just as forward and says, Hey, I want to lose my virginity to you. I mean, like, she does things that she thinks are normal, but she can't be further from it. She can't get any further from it. Um, you know, her mom puts her in cotillion and she's like five, six years older than all the kids there. You know, um, I, you know, th- this movie is just, uh, yeah, those are some of my favorite bits. Um, Adam. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, uh, my favorite scene uh, is the extraordinarily awkward sex scene. Um, I thought it was, uh, <laughs> it was just as awkward as a really bad real life sex scene, uh, where two people have no idea what they're doing and they're trying to be adults. Plus it's got that extra level of her not being completely adjusted to normal life. So, and then of course the guy, uh, the shot of the guy in the mirror screaming afterward <laughs> and, oh. and like, <laughs> Rubbing his face and he can't, he can't get the blood off. Oh. Anyway, oh, oh, it was like, oh, what am I watching? I'm not saying it's not disturbing, but it was a enjoyable as a viewer to see a scene. That well, anyway, seen. the main girl intentionally times her period for when she wants to lose her virginity because she's they call it I don't know psychosexual, which is like an old that's an 1800s term too. We were talking about 1800s. In reference yeah. to a different genre of movies at the beginning of this episode, but same thing. They've pretty much disregarded psychosexual and the MD5, whatever the hell they call for uh, behavioral disorders and like mental health. There's like a whole catalog of things doctors use now with all these ratings, but I- I'm not a head shrinker or a voodoo witch doctor, but if I was, I would swear this girl has like a mood disorder of some kind. And uh, she has these chronic fantasies through the whole movie. And like the movie opens with an amazing sequence and it's. It's like painting with blood. Every, every I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes of the movie, she's having like another fantasy. So I love the opening of the movie. The opening's really strong, but then so is the ending. I mean, the ending has like a really disturbing, unnerving, mostly a sound effect. I mean, it's some. It's just like somebody screaming, joined by, uh, gosh, it looks like she realized what she had done. Like right there at the end, she like snapped out of her daydream or whatever and then realized the consequences of what just happened. I'm not going to spoil that part. You got to watch. The yeah. Movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, oh, man. See, there, there's something else I wanted to say that almost. Um, what? 
I, I, there's almost something I was going to add to that, but I'm not sure if it's spoiling, but you, you mentioned like they realized what they'd done, but like the mother, there's a great bit of acting from the mother where you realize something terrible has happened, but she still loves her daughter, but she's conflicted. Like, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. I think she had the uh, moment of like parental guilt where she's like, I've known all these pieces have been here, but I've been trying to do this, hoping the kid would react this way. But all these pieces added up, and this, then this happened. But you're you're still the parent, so ultimately, it, it's you're gonna have to deal with it, you know. Um, yeah, but, I mean, but that this is a shocker also, of an ending. I was floored. Also, when I saw she it. could be thinking, yeah. "I'm about to." Lose. I mean, she has two daughters. I don't want to say too much because I'm really trying not to ruin you, it for the. You audience, don't want to spoil too much, yeah. So yeah, it's not that well known of a movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think she, she's just weighing the consequences of like what's going to happen to each daughter by the end of the movie. But you know, go and watch it. And uh, it has Ariel, Ariel Winters plays the sister of the main girl, who you might know from Modern Family. Which, as it turns out, that show is actually funny. Which is, I avoided it forever because it seemed too popular. It? But it's, it's actually, see, I've, it's I've actually a great like, show. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've only seen like one episode randomly, so I have never. So it was really weird to see her it. in like a, a show that was like completely different from her resume. But then um, what Nick was saying about the crybaby cast, like this Richie Bates guy, he brings back these four or five actors. Oh, in like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tracy Lord is also in this. Um, oh yeah. I should say yeah. Tracy Lord is holding it down. I haven't seen her uh, really do anything, but that movie with Kevin Smith, Zach and Miri make a porno. So yeah, she, does, she doesn't oh, act that I much forget, anymore. I forgot, what she, I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Well, I mean like, her claim to fame is she was an underage, like, was she, is she Canadian? No, she's American. Uh, I don't she remember. She was like an underage porn star, but yeah. nobody knew she was underage for like 20 years. And then like, she's like, it all came out or whatever. And then like, they're like, oh shit, we got to immediately pull all these films out of circulation. Yeah. Uh, it was a serious thing. I'm sure she's been through a lot yeah. of fucking trauma in real life, but she's holding the plot down for this movie because nothing really glues the movie together except for Tracy Lords as the mom. The scenes aren't, are Mostly loosely connected by the fantasies, otherwise. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, I there's, it's a loosest of plots. Um, I don't know, like, the character I kind of, like, felt sorry for the most was the dad. Like, the dad gets just henpecked all through this movie. And, like, yeah. just let the guy eat some fucking ice cream, man. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, let him have his herpes. Oh, man. <laughs> <Come> along. <laughs> All right, let's see what the fans are up to. Lots of herpes. Um, Lots of herpes. (laughs) Some dude named Paul. Yeah. Some dude named Paul who doesn't have herpes, but he apparently wants to know. (laughs) Well, how do we know? We we don't really know, but he has a question for Dave. (laughs) Why does Dave anime so much? Did it mess with him as a little Dave? As a little Dave? Uh, no, not as a little Dave, as a like, uh, well, a young twenty-something Dave working at a video store that catered to a lot of anime. Um, I don't know. Part of it, I'll be honest. Part of it is I just don't care for a lot of the animes I've seen, um, especially anything that has a lot of nudity. Like, I don't know. There's something about cartoon titties that bothered me. So wait, you're traumatized by all the herpes-laden hentai fans. Well, that quote that cartoon titties. Cartoon titties. <laughs> So you're um, traumatized by the video renters, is that what you're saying? Well, I, I honestly, I the biggest thing is, is I, I have a problem like with the fan base. Now I'm basing this off of mid 2000s, but I worked at a video store that catered 
like greatly to anime fans and they, they are the meanest bunch of people if you don't have what they want or you don't they know did. what they're talking about. Hey Dave. Oh, some yeah. God. Those weeaboos. Hey Dave. hey Dave. Yeah. What's a video store? Well, <laughs> we'll have to give a whole nother episode on oh, that. Oh my God. <laughs> they were stores where you had to actually physically go to to get movies to watch. Wait a what? Weird, weird concept, right? What is can that? I just can I just go on Netflix and watch anything I want? Uh, well, in about like a week, when you ask, have them deliver it to your house. Son of a gun! What is back going in two thousand five, six? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you Streaming think the rumors was, true uh, that Netflix really pitched buying? Like, do you think Netflix really tried to get sold to Blockbuster when they were first starting? Do you think absolutely. I think I think so at the time too because yeah. at the time it was a good move, but now probably not. But so. but see, here's the here's the thing about that: when they talk about that, they fail to tell people that this is like in '98 or '99 before Netflix was huge or Blockbuster was on the down. Like Blockbuster was king at that time. Like that's kind of a detail that they forget to tell you is like is right at the beginning of things. Yeah. Like, uh, I like I would imagine Netflix would have bought or excuse me, I think Blockbuster would have bought Netflix if they were on the table like after they'd established themselves. At least I'd hope so. It's almost like they tried to sell the idea to Blockbuster and Blockbuster just kind of laughed at them is the the lore. Kind of yeah. Like yeah. Well, uh I know a little bit about video stores. I was working at one when uh, Blockbuster tried to reverse engineer Netflix's, you know, DVDs in your mailbox, you know, with the Blockbuster yeah. Express. That thing tanked. That fell on its face. But I I watched the Blockbuster documentary, and I, the one part I want to find out if it's true is that Blockbuster absorbed the debt of Viacom, like $800 million, and that's what really killed Blockbuster. Is they had to absorb the debt of their parent company. What? Yeah. So I don't remember apparently, that. Apparently, uh, yeah, it's it's said there when the boring executives are talking, and it's all it's like a it turns into like a Wall Street, you know, CNN report for a second. But then, I don't know the validity of this, but it's an interesting idea. So imagine like you have a division that's doing really well, and then your other division tanks it because you're one part of your company's bringing in cash flow. And the other part is just bleeding money. You know? That's an interesting mm-hmm. concept. It like, sounds like the parent company just grabbed all the money. Yeah, from the one to pay the, to plug yeah. the holes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Or they just and don't want to. That's why we don't have Blockbuster. They don't, want, they, don't, they don't want to admit that Netflix beat them at their own game. <laughs> Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, like that's, the, that's the cover story. Like, uh, anyway, uh, what else did you guys watch this week? Let's go to our. Go to our watch list. Uh, well, I watched uh, Greenland. Oh, you got around to Greenland. Nice. I actually got around to Greenland. And it, you know what? It is fantastic. It's really realistic. And it's not your typical disaster movie. I actually really enjoyed it. And I highly recommend it. Dude, we actually <laughs> uh, we sent a couple of DVDs to a fan who won a contest when we were on Stereo. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I can mention um, trying to bring up his tweet. Let's see, it, it's really Cisco. good. Yeah, he had said 
I wanted to thank you guys for gifting me the Blu-rays for Greenland and Love, Love and Monsters, two movies I enjoyed from last year. It was very generous and definitely helped me out get through a difficult time these last Aww. two weeks. Keep up the great work and like maybe we can talk together in the future virtually, he said, but that's, you know, that's funny. But no, um, yeah, you know, Cisco, thanks for tuning in and thanks for playing the game on stereo with us. And yeah. uh, now's a good time to bring up stereo again. So stereo is an app for live conversations, uncensored, unfiltered, raw <laughs> conversations. And the way our podcast is using the app is we go on there and we have these bonus uh, content and materials like after shows and watch parties. And we're going to do a, a horror commentary, fan commentary of Leprechaun. I'm going to have a few drinks in honor of Leprechauns and everything else that's going on in the world. And uh, you can join us on there, you know, Stereo.com forward slash Johnny Spoiler. Yeah, it's named after the host. Maybe I have an ego trip. I don't know. No, they had to assign show host uh, accounts or whatever to all of us. But we all got verified. We're on the app. Those are our official profiles. You can also follow Double A and Dangerous Dave and Nikki Lates on the Stereo app and find out what we're talking about later tonight which uh, will be in the future at the end of this episode. <laughs> How it works out with the timing is we're always talking like a week before or a week after. Um, let's see. What else are you watching this week, Nick? Oh, well, I watched uh, Greenland, and then I was watching uh, – I just finished oh, – yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I just told you. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the next guy. It, yeah. It's me. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man, I, I watched I, – I had to, like, watch a tried-and-true classic this week because I watched a lot of, like, not-so-great movies. So I popped in Goodfellas, and, man, if you haven't watched that movie in a while, it just washes over you. I love that movie so much. It, it really uh, is beautiful. It's yeah. like you kind of get sucked in. Like, I, it, you know, I threw it on in the background, and then it's just like, all right, my, I'm done for two and a half hours. <laughs> you can't help yeah. get sucked into that movie. Wow. It's one of those movies where, like, how did – I mean, I, I know Dances with Wolves is a beautiful movie, but how did that beat Goodfellas? I will never know. I you know don't I mean? know. I've still <laughs> you know never I mean? seen Dances yeah. with Wolves, so I'm, I'm I know not, either. I don't know. I've I've seen parts of it, and I'm always like, wait, a, no, this doesn't. I think we could be pissing off John. I think that's one of his favorite movies. Oh is yeah, you really? guys are really. Is it really? Am I, wow. am I pissing on you, John? Bring well, it. Wow. It's a great movie, and it's way better than that stupid fucking mobster movie that you guys. Are oh, 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 I seriously doubt that. And yeah. that's a terrible yeah. fucking movie, and it doesn't hold up. Maybe in the nineties, Goodfellas. You don't think Goodfellas holds up? No, I've never liked that movie. Oh, more yeah. people You're talk so about Goodfellas today than they do. And number two, I, I totally, and number two, I totally and number two, I'm indigenous, so I like anything that has cultural <laughs> I totally heritage done the right way. So. Well, I can't debate yeah. you on that. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, I'm with Dan. I'm with John on this one. Dances with Wolves. All the time. <laughs> it's a way better movie. It's a way better movie. Yeah. And plus, I also have some Native American in me. So, <laughs> so you got, so you guys must love it. What's so his name, love- Adam? You said you had a little Native American in you. What's his name? Oh, the little Indian. <laughs> so you guys no, must love Avatar name. then, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So I'm saying both of those guys are mobsters, and you know, we're hell the- yeah. Oh, Dave and I are mobsters all the way. Like, yeah, yeah. We 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 look at. I'm looking at it right now, Dave. Right? We're mobsters. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah check the <laughs> check the trunk. <laughs> Uh, we're getting uh, along the tooth. We're actually going to miss our stereo. I know, right? Do we need to go? Uh, well, I can rapid fire tell, talk about what I watched. Oh, did you watch something else? Yeah, I watched the, the Acts of Violence uh, starring uh, Bruce Willis cameo. And then I saw uh, another movie. It's on Shudder. It's Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And uh, 
it it has an amazing cool setup. title yeah it's 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 a fun movie about a a, a domineering false mother that may or may not be controlling every action her son her her son in quotation marks does in his life hmm. so john what do you see uh i watched so many things i actually watched all of richie bates's movies and what was i watching before i came down here to podcast with you guys let me think <laughs> um holy shit i can't remember now <laughs> Oh well, must not have been that memorable. Well, no, it's a good movie. What the hell was I watching? Oh no, I was watching a bunch of episodes from Real Nine One One from like season five, and um, oh, and before that, I literally had watched Southern Gothic, as I said, and um, uh, Tone Deaf, and uh, yeah, so I watched all his movies to see like what he was all about after Excision, and um, yeah, what's up, Nikki Lates? So I want to ask you guys. Uh, what are we watching next week? Uh, John, what are our Ooh. choices? Is it time for this or that? Okay. It is this or that. What are we watching, yeah. John? Is it this or is it that? I want to know. Nice. <laughs> okay, boys. Are we watching Cobra or Old oh. Boy? I want... Oh, I already... I mean, I want some Cobra. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love me Cobra. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. I would go for Cobra in a second. So I'm I'm going Cobra. Um. Oh, I'm gonna go with Old Boy. Son of a gun, Dave. You're I'm not even gonna ask right which Old Boy. <laughs> which you know old boy? It, oh yeah, which Old Boy? The, the, the one on us and did the Spike yeah, the Lee Spike one. Spike Lee one. You think? Which one are you? I watching? would never put in the Thanos version of Old Boy. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're going for the original, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cobra. Yeah. Okay. Okay, oh Adam, I I'm love voting, you. voting Adam, Cobra. Adam, yes, thank you, Adam. Thank you, thank, you, right. thank you. I love you. Okay, John. What, what happens if we have a tie? Well, we don't, I don't have know. we had a tie before? I guess I should just keep myself out and just <laughs> stay in like the moderator. Well, what, you, what would you want? Do you want Old Boy or uh, Cobra? Because that, that means we have to watch both. Is what that means. We do, yeah. we can't do double features. We're gonna be okay. Here so we eat, we have we watch the first half of both movies. <laughs> Jeez, I just well with old boy, you need to watch the one scene. We all know the scene. Oh yeah, but with Cobra, you Wait, need to watch you him cutting. Watched, some, you guys already watched both movies, and I guess it doesn't matter. But with Cobra, I want to watch him cutting the pizza. You know, it's like dude, I haven't seen epic. Cobra. Oh, you have? Oh my gosh, yeah. Adam! What you haven't seen Cobra? No. But you see, no boy. Yeah. Oh, son of a gun, guys! I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Old Boy is a great movie, and it's hard to find. I tried to join an online app that lists it in their catalog, and they don't really have it. Um, and do, you know, you could watch the American remake, but it's not the same as the. I think it's a Korean Asian extreme. If I'm picking the right country, yeah, it's Korean. From, but. Um, that movie has shaped a lot of my opinions about movies. It's really good, um, but it sounds great, like we're it's watching. A great movie. Yeah, it sounds like we're watching Cobra next week. Oh, if Adam hasn't seen it, right? Yeah, I haven't watched uh, Cobra. Um, Adam, it will change the way you look at how you eat pizza. 